Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Starting five podcasts on HB Nation Greasy Red Blues. I am the one P Shark. Ladies and gentlemen, it's still a good night season around this camp. I'm at underscore Skyleto. And I'm just waiting on the regular season. This shit guy, Trev, the three and D guy. What's good, everybody? I'm right behind your brother Ed Tev Shakir. What to do, Grizz Nation? What's up, fellas? Yep, what up? What up? So we're not preseason guys. I'm gonna hey put that disclaimer out there. But <laughs> But we about to discuss uh, what has happened so far, what we've liked, and what we would like to see. So first three, pre- uh, first three preseason games, the Grizzlies did beat the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, one hundred seven, one hundred two. I did see that game. Uh, the rookies uh, brought that game home. That was the game they rested like nine to ten players. The um, next preseason game against Orlando, that's when John Morant did play, and most of the starters, um, John Morant looked great. Uh, as usual, got a little bit on defense, uh, was hitting threes and shooting them like it wasn't anything. So. We'll see what goes forward for that. Now, I did miss the Miami Heat game, but they did lose their one 11 108 But just from the first three preseason games, what did y'all uh, – what would y'all, what did y'all see that y'all like from the team? Let's just go and throw this little joker out there and say, Salty Aldama looks – okay, he looks respectable. <laughs> I think about, you know, two or three months ago, we was like, hey, bro, time's just ticking, you know. You know, I, we need to see some improvement. And I think literally the next day they had a summer league game, and since then he's bought out. So um, just from the preseason games, even, you know, listening or reading different articles about him, I think there's been a lot of talk about that, that Santi Aldama had um, a pretty good offseason. So, um, and so far that's carried into the preseason games. Now, again, Sharky, you hit it right on the head. We are not the preseason type people. That's just not our – that's not our cup of tea. But, you know, if, if you're going to ask me, you know, what I've seen so far that I like, um, I'm really glad to see uh, that Salty is, is playing well. But then I think another thing that I like as well, too, is the Grizzlies in terms of, like, their point guard position from Ja to Tyus to um, to Kennedy to, like, I'm going to like the flow of the offense. I think whether John Moran misses five or ten games or Tyus misses 15 games, I think but between those three – You'll see you'll see a constant um, flow of what Taylor Jenkins' offense is going to look like. I think like 
there are times when your starting point guard goes out and then like you, like the backup is like, eh, can he keep that same tempo? Can he keep everybody happy? Can he get everybody the ball where they want it to be? And so I think between those three, again, Kennedy, you know, super, super young, ties, you know, we've seen what we've seen from him. Uh, well, between, again, those three that I'm going to be really like, that's one position that on the team I would not have to worry about. So those are my two takeaways so far that I like, you know. Since I'm the guy that kind of started the whole Santi Aldama thing in the summer league, let me be the uh, second, I guess, to give him his props uh, for his play thus far in the preseason. So, hey, I am a man of my word. I admit when I'm wrong, and I admit when uh, I get shown up. So, hey, it is what it is. So, he has looked pretty decent in uh, the preseason thus far from what I've seen and read. Uh, to Skyler's point, I have no issue with the uh, point guard position either. I think uh, that position is just pretty much on lock as far as what Taylor Jenkins wants to do and what's his idea of what a point guard should be. You already know what you're getting from Ja. Uh, you know what you're getting from Tyus. Uh, Kenny Channel, who may or may not see uh, the NBA floor this season, um, is, is a nice little prospect to have um, as well. Um but again, man, I, I, I'm be honest with you, man. I'm not that big on on preseason. Uh, the only exciting thing about preseason was when the Suns lost. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Uh, with uh, Craig Randall, former Memphis Tiger and UT Martin Skyhawk, uh, Craig Randall, uh, dropped 32 on uh the Suns. That was the only thing exciting to be honest with you about preseason. I can care less. Um, Pretty good showing against the Magic. Of course, a nice showing from the rookies and the young guys in the game against the Bucks to start the preseason. Uh, not so much in the game in Miami, but in the end, I, I know what I'm expecting from the Grizzlies. And at this point, as my name just said, I'm just waiting on the season next week at this point. So there you go. Yeah, I'm with y'all, man. It's preseason, huh? Um, that, that you got fine. Uh, you won't find me watching too much preseason, but just, just honestly, just looking at the box score, um, one thing that I did notice is uh, y'all hit it right on the head as far as like point guard play. We're gonna be more consistent, even if Jaws out. But um, I was just, you know, just the inconsistencies of like Kennedy Chandler. I know he's a rookie, um, but in the preseason, he hadn't scored since the Bucks game. So I do expect him hopefully to um, score a little bit more in the Magic in our next one. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> hate to keep bringing him up, but there was a guy on the grids that said he wants to average four to five assists a game. Um, I think it'll be nice in preseason we can get a glimpse of that. Um, if not, you not know who I'm referring to. It goes by the name of Dylan Brooks. Um, and if you look at his last two games, he had one assist in the a, a heat and two against the Magic. So, I mean, if you got a player that says you want to average four to five assists, why not use a preseason to just show off a little glimpse of that? That's all I really want. And if not, then don't say some dumb stuff like that. Just play your game because we I know you was capping when that when I said when I read that. I know it. If a player shows us who he is, ladies and gentlemen, we know doggone well. We gotta believe him. If he averaged four or five assists, I would love to eat my words coming back next year. But we all know that ain't gonna happen. So there's just two things. Um and three things. Uh Cap, good job on the article on Xavier Tillman. Of course, I'm a huge Zay Tillman fan, but it does look like he won't be seeing much of the floor. Uh, this season because of the rookies that are performing well. Yep. And also Santi Adamo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Time for Xavier Tillman, man. He's just going to be what he was last year. You know, come in when you need him at the most random time, right? Just that bench player that you can kind of plug in and Steve Alvis has played off the floor type of stuff. Um, yep. But 
going back to your comment about Kennedy Chandler as well, he kind of barely played because they kind of went with like the regular team man rotation the last two preseason games. Uh, I think he didn't play to the fourth quarter. I know for a fact that Orlando game, he didn't play into the fourth quarter. Uh, that game, yeah. so, uh, that probably fit into him not scoring any points, but. I did notice they switched the rotations. The first uh, the Orlando game when they finally had the starters in, uh, Jacob Rayfield was the backup forward behind, behind Santi. In the next game, it was um, David Roddy. I want to say David Roddy slash Tillman. Uh, they kind of played them both at the uh, forward. So going, uh, kind of looking ahead, pretty much they all Santi is probably going to be starting power forward. That's why I took him in these preseason games. He's looked good uh, since we called him out this summer. We probably should have been talking about Xavier Tillman instead of Santi Aldama since he's third-year player and Santi Aldama is the second-year player, right? <laughs> we was getting on Santi, we probably should be getting on Tillman. But, hey, uh, mostly Chris Nation was. I mean, I saw I saw the meltdown on Twitter this summer. Then he had a 31-point game after all of us got on him, man. He's uh, kept that going to the preseason. So far in the preseason, uh, the last game against Miami, like I said, I didn't catch it. Most of us didn't catch that, but I've seen a lot of people kind of overreact, saying we – was getting getting worked by that third string as well as starters. Do you think the players are really going hard in the preseason? No, <laughs> to care enough. Like. Plus, my, Miami's been look. Miami's been uh, players that's on their roster besides the uh, stars or whatever. They've been going hard against everybody because I watched a little bit of them against Brooklyn and they were going at KD and Ben Simmons. So it, it, they were doing it to everybody. So it is what. Yeah. So, like, pump the brakes. It's not, it's not get, it's not get carried away. Like we just said, it's preseason, y'all. <laughs> it's time to work the kinks out. But I do can say, uh, like from our star, John Morant, uh, seeing him attempt threes and attempt it with confidence, right? He just like, I mean, just like looking good, like shooting has no problem, like trying to attempt, uh, with attempting the shot, getting to the free throw line. He is getting a little better on defense. I'm seeing the effort, uh, seeing a little more effort. He did say he wants to get better on the end. And he's the type of player who he sees his weaknesses. He's going to attack them and try and get better at them. So um, MVP season on the way, potentially. But it was hold off on it. <laughs> he got to play enough games. Well, we we, we got to we gotta, we'll wait on that. <laughs> got to play enough games. Uh, I have noticed uh, Desmond Rain hasn't – I think he hasn't hit a three this preseason. Uh, so he's he in the really one, I think. One, yeah. So he's one, in a, one against Miami. Man, he's in a little bit of a slump, but shooters, you know, yeah, they're going to go in the slump sometime, right? The best way to get out of a slump as a shooter is to keep shooting. So he'll right. those eventually start going down. Exactly. We want him to keep shooting because he's going to eventually start hitting. Dylan Brooks, on the other hand, you know, ah, but <laughs> um, he been look doing, doing his whole Dylan thing this preseason. Um, I see him attempting to pass more. He's trying to get to that four or five season guy. He's trying. I could, I could say that I've seen the effort in it. Yeah, now, I really. like, I like how Tuk and Scholar just had this man under the microscope. Like this man can't even breathe wrong. And these no, 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 he said Let me finish. Oh, no, his word. I, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to the point where he was somebody averaging four or five assists. Now, do I think he can do it? Yes. <laughs> Will he do it? That's a proverbial no. Better be looking at this a PG 13 podcast. No, I'm just saying, I'm I'm keeping it hundred. I don't think he's gonna do it. I, I just I appreciate the attempt. I will say that much, but let's 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 cool it just a smidge. Let, let's Let's not put them under the microscope, man. Let's look, I mean, we can keep a magnifying glass on them, but not a microscope. Can, can I ask why not? Like, why, why can't we not do that? Is he not 
he's probably the most seasoned person on the team. Am I am I not correct when I say that? Is he not paid? Is he not getting paid at least top three, top four on the team? Is he not? I want to say top three. When you nah, literally he's like feel fourth or fifth, yeah, he's, he's not yeah, he's, he's not one of the highest rated players. Cool, it's still he's, he's still because <laughs> <laughs> of what I'm about to say. Because what he's I'm about to, be to say, it's like you hit the Because <laughs> again, what you what he has done the past two post seasons is enough for me to warrant to say I'm going to hold you accountable for everything that you have done. Hey, okay, so I think that's if you if the past of both seasons has done that, would you at least give know. him credit for at least getting the Grizzlies that win against the Jazz? I say he played well in the game. Okay, I give him that. And he played I give him the game. Yeah, he ain't yeah, no the Sorry, I just can't get out of my head what he did to go to state. I'm sorry to tell you. No, and, and I agree. I, I 100% agree. Hey, no, I, said, I, I ain't say not keep your eye on. I said keep a magnifying glass on them. That's not, not just not a microscope. Hey, tell John Moran stay healthy or tell Jordan Poole to. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that because we. <laughs> can, I, can I say something before, before I move on? Because I, I need to clear what, what Trevor just said. It's not the fact that I have anybody under a micro, microscope glass, whatever. There is nothing Dylan Brooks can do to change how I feel about him. He's just who he is. That's cool. What I'm saying is if you're going to say you're going to do something, why not at least try to do it? That's my thing. I think he's trying to do it. It's just not executed. You want him to execute. That's where I came up with the y'all got him under a microscope. So I didn't say that. Now, do I think he'll get it done? I'm gonna be honest with you, no, but I'll be surprised if he does get it done. But the, at least the man is at least trying to do it. Like he has a goal set out for himself, he's gonna at least try to execute. It's just ain't executing right now. Yep. Another episode of Starting Five. Jack hide that by Dylan Brooks because y'all want to bring him up. And we can't even talk about, about this episode. Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> expectations. That's the name of this episode right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all though. It, it, it's I love crazy. you too, I love you too man. <laughs> no, <good> man. But <laughs> going forward, I guess we got two preseason games remaining against Orlando again at Orlando and at Detroit. First things first, do y'all expect the stars to play? No. I mean, well, I guess I, I say yes, but it'll be very limited. It'll be maybe like a half or like very limited. They, yeah, they'll so play like they'll probably play a half of each game. I guess because I know that. Uh, let me check. I believe that second. Actually, no. Both of these are on the road, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just played a half of one of these games and then just sat the rest of the way until the regular season. I'm with that. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt they even suit up against the Pistons. To be honest with you, I'd be surprised if Johnson says uh, against the Pistons. Yep, I feel the same. So, what to expect from the rest of the preseason? Ah, so, we have to talk about that next week's episode when they actually get ready to start the regular season. What we expect going to regular season, but let's get off topic for a minute. And it does matter, it doesn't kind of matter with the Grizzlies because they're in our conference, they're the defending champs, they want to knock us out the playoffs. But it's a little turmoil than Golden State over there, Rent free, <laughs> a little turmoil going over there with uh Jordan Poole and Draymond Green as the video dropped this weekend. What was y'all initial? What was y'all initial thought? Y'all heard the report before the video about the the punch and or the connecting to the face. 
Nah, I don't want to go first. I gotta go first. I just want you to go first. Go Warriors, man, right here. Man, honestly, I, I'm, I'm somebody that 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 believed that this was something that was bound to happen. Um, I believe that Jordan Poole is a player who's young, of course, who's the younger brother who gets on everybody's nerves. Um, I think that he has the attitude and the cockiness of a player who believes he may or may not be better than what he is. Um, I actually did a, a, a looked it up, and I think over Draymond's ten year career, he made like 150, 155 mil, and Jordan Poole is about to make a five year 188. That's what's expected in the next year or so. And I think he maybe you know tried to throw that at Draymond a lot. Uh, Draymond's response was, "I'm going with a lot. Uh, hurt people, hurt people." Um, that's what his response was. Um, so maybe he is battling demons. Who knows? But I think that if you watch the video, it was something that was bound to happen because none of the coaches, none of the players really stopped Draymond from attempting to, to, to do anything. And it looked like it was something about to happen. And you can literally stop the video and see two coaches in between them that could have stopped them. You got a couple of players right there that could have stopped them. Nobody stopped them. So I think it was something bound to happen. But I do think this is either Jordan Poole's last season with the Warriors or Draymond Green's last season with the Warriors. I don't expect uh, either both of them to be on the team um, by the end. Of, probably by the trade of the deadline, more than likely. Um, my reaction to this, I, 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 one, I'll say, I feel like Draymond Green was in the wrong. I feel like there are times when you can say something to somebody on the street Sometimes you can say something to somebody, you know, in your own home, whatever the case may be. And depending on what you say to that person, you probably can expect somebody to put hands on you. But I think when you walk into uh, a professional team's gym, you walk into the Golden State's arena, practice arena, whatever the case may be, and there's practice being held, I just feel like if you're Draymond Green, that's something you do outside of the four walls of that particular building. Again, to each his own. I'm I'm speaking from my perspective in terms of I just feel like he was out of place. And I just feel like if you have an issue with what he did, then check him on that outside of work or check him on the outside of the building, whatever the case may be. And I just feel like, you know, I'm not sure what Jordan Poole said, whatever the case may be, but I still don't think it's warranted enough for you to like literally haul off and hit somebody in the middle of practice. That's just how I feel about it. Um, Took you say that you don't see where they'll both be on the roster by the trade deadline. I honestly think they'll somehow some way work it out. But as far as like after this season, I don't think it works um, because I feel like back in my head thinks that Draymond Green in some form or fashion wants to get paid. He thinks he's worth more than uh, Golden State is telling that he's worth. And so because of that, I think Golden State is going to say, I probably rather have Jordan Poole than Draymond Green. They may not say that, but I feel like that may be a conversation they're going to have. And if they have to sit there and say it to themselves to say, either we pay him or we pay him, I think they're going to go with Jordan Poole. And I think they may be just trying to get rid of Draymond Green. I I couldn't agree 100% more. Um, I, I honestly think because this isn't the first incident that we've had with Draymond. I mean, this is just a go. I'm not going to go all the way back to all of his incidents that he's been involved with when it comes to um, the Warriors, but, hey, it is what it is. Skirmishes and fights like this happen in practice all the time, and it, and it's not just on, even on the professional level. It's all the way down to 
high school level. I mean, it, it just it just it happens. You handle what you need to handle there, then you shake it out, you talk, and all of that stuff. Um, the only issue is Jordan Poole didn't protect himself. He was, I mean, he he initiated this fight with the push. He should have been ready for what was coming next after the push. But that's a whole nother different story. And my second point is, if we want to be real, this type of stuff is what kills dynasties. This is how dynasties end. If you really want to look at the history of it in basketball, the whole thing with the Bulls dynasty, theirs ended because there was a whole lot of dispute with contracts and Jerry Krause and things of that nature. The Spurs dynasty ended with the whole Kawhi situation. Um, I mean, even though it wasn't really a dynasty, because I mean, but the Heat when they with LeBron with the big three winning two out of four. How that whole thing ended, contract situations and uh, things of that nature. So this is kind of the thing that how, uh, like I said, how dynasties end. And in the end, at one point, you're going to have to choose between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Honestly and truthfully, you can get more value for Jordan Poole now, being as though, um, you know, he's a typical six man that could be instant offense coming off the bench. But I think at this point, if you're Joe Lacob and Bob Myers, you're probably looking to move in a different direction. Why not just go ahead and move Draymond? Because you're not going to pay him the what he feels that he's worth anyway. And then you can probably keep Jordan Poole at that 188 as opposed to trying to match somebody that's going to give him 200 in restricted free agency anyway. So um, honestly, truthfully, I would keep Draymond if you're trying to keep the dynasty going. But knowing the Warriors, they're probably going to look to move and, and keep things going younger. And plus, Draymond Green has had a history of these type of things, maybe not so to the magnitude of an actual fight, but he's gotten into it with teammates. He's gotten into it with coaches. He's gotten into it with front office and staff. And at some point, the go to war is going to be like, all right, enough is enough. Uh, we're just going to have to let you roll. That's why he's taking a step away from the team right now. So let's just keep it a being there. But, yeah, all I'm going to say is rent-free because we as Grizz Nation, we watching because it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, before you go, Shark, I just like to throw something out there. Um, I remember last when we went against the Warriors and the play-ins, and you know, Jordan Poole was you know doing his thing, and I said that you know this is a guy to take a lot of shots, but he's gonna be all right. And then next, the, you know, the following season when Clay Thompson comes back, you know, I kind of talked about on this podcast how uncomfortable Clay Thompson looked like. So I think you you hit the hammer right on the head, Trev, when you said this is a move that ends dynasties. But the dynasty at end of Draymond Draymond Green is let go. And what I mean by that is because Jordan Poole, even though you got him on a five-year $188 million contract, that luxury tax could turn into potentially 250, 300 mil for a player that you can honestly replace. You you got a better chance of replacing Draymond a better chance of replacing Jordan Poole than you do Draymond Green. Like you can find a score off the bench at any, you know, from anybody down there. But Draymond is the heartbeat on defense and he's the best player on offense. I think you, you kind of still, if I'm the Warriors, I still stick with Dre because if you don't keep Dre, Clay Thompson could, could, could be out of there as well. That's just me. Yeah, you pretty much though. That's exactly what my thought is. Uh, 180 million for Jordan Poole? Exactly. Who is showing you to get him 180 mil? Exactly. <laughs> what? Um, I'm going based on what was what was. Uh, I know. I mean, I know. I'm just saying they they finna drop him 180 mil. Oh, uh, Andrew Wick is about to be asking. It's, it's, it's gonna be more with the luxury tax. It's gonna be it's gonna be a 250 dollar 300 mil you yeah. know contract with John Poole. The dynasty is there. They get Jordan Poole their money because 
That means Andrew Wiggins got to go. That means Draymond Green got to go. And you ain't, Jordan Poole ain't that good. <laughs> that, that good for that to just be like your second star. I don't think he that good. Make a proven wrong, but that, that's just me. Um, now, is Draymond worth like too much a meal himself? Not really, but for what he gets the Warriors, you know, you would probably just prefer to keep Draymond and get rid of Jordan Poole. But kind of swinging around back to the Grizzlies, I guess we already kind of asked some questions, but if you're the Grizzlies, which player are not, not illustrated for any one of them? Uh, but which player would you want goes that get rid of the most between those two? Oh, if I'm the Grizzlies, it's Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, easy. Like, yeah. you, 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 lose, like, you lose pretty much all your playmaking with Draymond, and you get back with Jordan Poole more of a selfish style of basketball. That's just me calling a spade a spade. He's a selfish player. If there was a Dylan Brooks on the Warriors, it'll be Jordan Poole. He's just more efficient. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Dylan Bruce plays defense. Dylan Bruce plays defense, man. Dylan Bruce plays defense. Don't disrespect the grass. As far as shot jacking, as far as shot jacking and doing my own thing and no eight button. But defensively, of course, two different players, for sure. But also, also to your point about like another score, I'm a huge Moses Moody guy. I think that's your you already got the score. You already got him on your bench, literally. You trade Jordan Poole. I think Moses Moody can give you what Jordan Poole got you, just as me personally. Probably not yet, but maybe I think down the road, possibly. Down the road, yeah. yeah. I, but I, to answer your question, I think it the answer has got to be Draymond. I think at the end of the day, you look at right, you look at what the Golden States have, the Golden State boys have done historically, and that trio between Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson is one of the most winning winningest of trios I think we've ever seen in the National Basketball Association. And so if you take a part of that equation away, is the Golden State Warriors the same Golden State Warriors? The answer is probably not. But I think now, I think one thing we can say is I think the Golden State Warriors have put themselves in a really good position to say, here's here's reasons or here's pros and cons in which we can get rid of Jordan Poole. Here, pros and cons in which we can get rid of Draymond Green. Just as much as you can say you get rid of Jordan Poole and you put Moses Moody in, you get rid of Draymond Green. Jonathan Kaminga is sitting right there behind him. James Wiseman is sitting right there behind him. Uh, Kevon Looney is not Draymond Green, but again, Kevon Looney gives the Golden State Warriors a lot in the postseason. He knows his role and he performs it well. So, you know, I think again, shots to 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 that front office for being able to draft. Um, the way that they have, but I think there's there's pros and cons to which you say, eh, Draymond Green, if you want to get traded, I probably got somebody right behind you. They may not be able to do what you do, what you may not be able to do as well. But because I know I still at the end of the day, I still got Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, I figure it out. Yep, well said, well said. Well, Grizz Nation, man, y'all know we enjoying it. We are uh, over here just kicking ourselves, laughing at it. But, you know, <laughs> here's what it is. It's how I ride free. You know, it's how it is with ride free. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. But that does it for this episode, man. Glad to be back. The season starts next week. We'll be back yes. in full force. Let's get it. But, y'all, as always, y'all know to follow us at the starting five, number five, M-E-M. Follow Grizzly Red Blues at SBN Grizzlies and check out the blog post at grizzlybreadblues.com and listen to the other podcasts on the network, the GBB Live podcast, Core 4 podcast, the uh, Next Gen podcast, and Grizzly Bear Bets. Also, follow me on Twitter at the one, D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark. I am at underscore Scarlett on Twitter. And before I pass it on, if anybody got tickets to the home opener, let me know. 
I'm shoot my shot just in case somebody listening and got some free tickets on to each other. Oh no, we opened up against the Knicks, right? If I'm not mistaken. That's not a bad, that's not a bad home opening. Anyway, uh League Pass Trevor about to be in effect. Um C's about to start. I'm at the art of Trevor. You know of is a preposition, so don't capitalize that O. Yes, sir. Add Tab Shakira. We appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out 2K for this league pass, man. They did their thing with this one. Yes. Yep, yep. And of course, that's 150 I and always, of course, follow our fifth member who I did tell the clock out. He, I guess, he apparently did clock out, and it's really shitty. <laughs> to this time, Chris, you never clock in. He <laughs> got to clock in next week. Clock <laughs> in. Super long and access way. He legit cannot clock in for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, go green. Go green.